Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Mother Teresa, come be my light. The Private Writings of the Saint of Calcutta. Chapter 9 continued. Section 5. Who am I that you should forsake me? In her letter to Father Picacci of July 3rd, 1959, Mother Teresa again stressed that it was in obedience to God's direction that she was revealing her interior state to him. I also enclose this paper. Thoughts put on paper give a short relief. Why he wants me to tell you all these, I don't know. I wish I could refuse to do it. I would refuse him gladly. The paper she refers to here, written as a prayer and sent to Father Picacci, is one of the most detailed and longest descriptions of her experience of darkness. In the darkness. Lord my God, who am I that you should forsake me? The child of your love, and now become as the most hated one, the one you have thrown away as unwanted, unloved. I call, I cling, I want, and there is no one to answer, no one on whom I can cling. No, no one. Alone. The darkness is so dark, and I am alone, unwanted, forsaken. The loneliness of the heart that wants love is unbearable. Where is my faith? Even deep down, right in, there is nothing but emptiness and darkness. My God, how painful is this unknown pain. It pains without ceasing. I have no faith. I dare not utter the words and thoughts that crowd in my heart and make me suffer untold agony. So many unanswered questions live within me. I am afraid to uncover them because of the blasphemy. If there be God, please forgive me. Trust that all will end in heaven with Jesus. When I try to raise my thoughts to heaven, There is such convicting emptiness that those very thoughts return with sharp knives and hurt my very soul. Love? The word, it brings nothing. I am told God loves me, and yet the reality of darkness and coldness and emptiness is so great that nothing touches my soul. Before the work started, there was so much union love, faith, trust, prayer, sacrifice. Did I make the mistake in surrendering blindly to the call of the Sacred Heart? The work is not a doubt, because I am convinced that it is his, not mine. I don't feel not even a single simple thought or temptation enters my heart to claim anything in the work. The whole time smiling, sisters and people pass such remarks. They think my faith, trust, and love are filling my very being, and that the intimacy with God, 
and union to his will must be absorbing my heart. Could they but know? And how my cheerfulness is the cloak by which I cover the emptiness and misery. In spite of all, this darkness and emptiness is not as painful as the longing for God. The contradiction I fear will unbalance me. What are you doing, my God, to one so small? When you asked to imprint your passion on my heart, is this the answer? If this brings you glory, if you get a drop of joy from this, if souls are brought to you, if my suffering satiates your thirst, here I am, Lord. With joy I accept all to the end of life, and I will smile at your hidden face always. Mother Teresa's fear that this interior suffering would unbalance her was not realized. According to one of her first followers, Mother was a very balanced person, and Mother was joyful when things went right. But even when things went wrong, she would not show depression or moodiness. In season and out of season, she was joyful. After her death, a longtime associate observed, I think balance was one of Mother's greatest attributes. Also, she was so even. She never let the hurts and sufferings interfere with her love of Jesus. That love gave her so much joy. She was able to hold it all. Her closeness to God, which she herself could not perceive, was at the root of the stable and serene disposition that others admired in her. The vigor, joy, and enthusiasm with which she carried out her responsibilities powerfully influenced those who came in contact with her, especially her sisters and the poor she served. Yet her radiant smile hid an abyss of pain. It veiled the Calvary within. When you asked to imprint your passion on my heart, is this the answer? Her anguished question to Jesus remained unanswered. She could only accept living silently the mystery of the cross that Christ was calling her to share. The grand finale of this confession was a new magnanimous offering of love and surrender. Taking one more step apparently beyond her own strength, she pledged to smile at his hidden face in the midst of this suffering to the end of her life. The faith, hope, and love that she did not perceive within herself were very much at work in her soul. The overwhelming darkness had concealed him, yet it did not obscure the reality of her identity. She was now, more than ever, the child of his love. Mother Teresa was giving the impression that her relationship with Jesus was filling her with consolation. 
In reality, it was God's sustaining grace and her unrelenting determination and strength of character that gave her the energy to overcome herself and live the joy that she did not feel. She challenged her sisters to face trials in the same way. My dearest sister, I was very sad to see you this morning so down and sad. You know how much Jesus loves you. You know how he has shown his love to you through mother. How much and with what care mother has helped you to love Jesus. Be good. Be holy. Pull yourself up. Don't let the devil have the best from you. You know what Jesus and mother expect from you. Just be cheerful. Radiate Christ in the hospital. Please be careful how and what you say to those around you. I am sending you the sacred face. Look at the face of him who loves you. God bless you, Mother. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God are guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here. Ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle God of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Did Mother Teresa have faith, hope, and charity? Yes. Faith, hope, and charity are in every single human soul in a state of grace. Faith, hope, and charity have God as their immediate object. Faith, hope, and charity are infused into our soul at baptism. They give to our heart and mind a readiness, a power to connect with God, a readiness to know him, to believe whatever he tells us, and through believing it, to touch him in whom we believe to know him as he is, and hope. Hope is that power in our soul to tend toward God, to want God, to lean on God for grace. It's one thing to know by faith that there is heaven and that God has opened up the gates of heaven by his son's death and resurrection ascension. But that's not enough for me and you to tend to want heaven as something that's for us, for me. How can I be so sure? How can I want heaven for me as though it is for me? Well, this is the power of hope that God puts into our soul. And then there's charity. Charity has God as its object, its immediate object, because charity makes us friends with Jesus. 
Charity makes us love Jesus as our friend. To want what he wants. To be interested in what he's interested in. And do we not see that Mother Teresa is a friend of Jesus? Do we not see in her life, in her interests, even in that magnanimous conclusion, that confession, he calls it, that great-souled confession, that concluding offering, that if this gives you joy, I'll embrace it. Those are the words of a friend, a friend who's hurt, a friend who's confused, but a friend of Jesus nonetheless. And the only way that she could make that offering is if she loves him with that holy friendship that we call charity. And the only reason why she's sad at feeling like she doesn't love him, the only reason she's sad that she can't perceive within herself faith is because she so much wants to please him and she's anxious that somehow she's not pleasing to him. She has no assurance that what she's doing is the right path. And given her desire to please him, this is troubling. So Mother Teresa had a heroic degree of faith, hope, and charity. But what is pointed out in this chapter, in the commentary, is that there's a distinction between having faith, hope, and charity and perceiving in oneself those acts of faith, hope, and charity. Consciousness, that is, an awareness of ourselves and our activities, a consciousness that I myself am believing and I am hoping and I am loving. That awareness is not the same thing as possessing it. In general, you and I are bad judges in our own cases. That's what St. Therese used to say. St. Therese of the little flower and the hidden face of Jesus. We're bad judges in our own case. Now she was talking about how easy we can be in ourselves or how misguided we can be and how our judgments of ourselves can be. We can be too hard in ourselves or we can let ourselves off the hook or we don't see ourselves as we are. Self-knowledge is very difficult. And so with that in mind, it's not surprising that Mother Teresa has trouble with this awareness of herself and her activity. And that without that awareness, she seems to doubt whether she even has this faith. But her spiritual directors had no doubt. <laughs> you can't see her acting. You can't see her joy. You can't see her encouraging others to live for Jesus without knowing that she has love. And you can't have divine love if you don't have hope. Because the only way to have divine love is to want it from God and to lean on him to give it to you. And you can't love God as your friend unless you know him. You can't love what you don't know. 
And so there has to be faith in her soul. And there has to be hope by which she thinks friendship with him is for her. And there must be love. So what Mother Teresa is encouraging us today, tonight to do by her example is not to be so convinced that we have to perceive everything in ourselves. We don't have to watch ourselves so much. Our salvation does not depend on knowing that I'm holy or knowing that I'm doing the right thing. Our salvation consists in faith, hope, and love. And the object of those is not ourselves, but God. Come, Lord Jesus. Make us cling to you by faith. Make us cling to you with hope. And above all, let us be your true friends. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.